Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Good morning. My guest today is Sakond Naminya. She was born and raised in Central Africa, and she immigrated to Canada and then to the United States during the Civil War in Burundi. Burundi, sorry. She is an author, she is an inspirational speaker, and she is a leadership advocate. All of these things she's going to share her experiences with us today. She's written an award-winning memoir, Evolving Through Adversity, How to Overcome Obstacles, Discover Your Passion, and Honor Your True Self. She shares in her book her life lessons to empower and inspire us and to raise awareness on key global issues, which I know she is going to um share that passion with us today as well. She has an MBA and is fluent in three languages. I can barely be fluent in one. So, <laughs> Welcome, Sikhond, and I hope I didn't murder your name. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. No, you're all right. I've been called the worst. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right, well, let's start with... Um, some of the earliest memories that you had of uh, adversity in your life and how did you cope as a young child? Well, as a young child, uh, my earliest uh, memories of adversity was uh, especially um, being raised by my um, grandparents on my mother's side and they were older folks and uh, um, eventually I was the one taking care of them. Oh, really? So, that already set me up to to grow faster than uh, probably I would have, and you know, be in charge, be responsible of other people, is health and well-being. And uh, um, the challenges followed up was uh, that followed up was um, going to school, and uh, it was a challenge because we didn't have the money. The my grandparents didn't have the money to send me to school and it was always a struggle to pay even for elementary school and uh, but I was able to have some relatives you know um, pinch in and pay for me as I grew older I attended high school was always that struggle to to get an education and I was always fighting to to get an education 
And that had to be a huge struggle that people in North America aren't even, you know, familiar with. I mean, because their education is free. And I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I was not aware of that either. That's okay, true. so then um, now you said your your um, grandparents basically raised you. And mm-hmm. what, at what age were you then when you when you left? And did they come with you? No, um, they actually lived in a different hometown and uh from my parents and they raised me up to sixth grade which was the elementary school level and when I finished elementary school I had to enter the high school then they decided that they could not really sustain my education and uh, so they decided to send me to my real parents and uh so they would decide whether I go to high school or not Um, So the challenge began as my parents could not afford high school because high school was even more money. And uh, yeah, eventually uh, my uncle on my father's side paid for uh, my high school tuition uh, for seven long years, I'm sure, for him. Yeah, and that that was how I was able to, to go to school and finish those two levels. And uh, after high school, I entered the University of Burundi. Really? Uh, yes, I did. And uh, I graduated there in 92, uh, before, just before I came to Canada. And what was your, um, uh, what, what did you study there? I studied history. I majored in history. Of Africa or world history? or w- World history. Contemporary world history was my major. And uh, but when I came to Canada, that degree didn't really help me much. There weren't any jobs open for uh, history majors and uh, eventually went back to school in business administration. So what uh, caused you to come to Canada and the U.S.? Um, My country's uh, unrest and turmoil. In 93, actually, there was a civil war that lasted more than 12 years. My goodness. And uh, that war dis- uh, determined, you know, whether we could go back to go back home. My husband had uh, come to Canada for a, um, a scholar- on a scholarship to study for his master's. And uh, when we- he finished, we could not go back because the war lasted more than we expected. So did that disturb you? Like, how did you cope with that? That was uh, quite another journey because when you move from everything you, you you know, you're accustomed to, uh, everything you've always known, your culture, your people, and you start over in a different country where everything was different, so that was a quite a, and you know, a time for me to um, just overcome again um, from what I was used to. Uh, what I used was uh, to go back to school so I could learn the language, I could learn the um, the culture, could uh, even be able to find a job uh, with new a new set of skills, basically. So what did you find? Well, I went back to school and did a bachelor degree in business administration. Uh, even with that, um, as an immigrant, it wasn't always easy to find a job. So 
Um, I was always looking for ways to help other people in the, you know, in, in the immigration community so that we can learn together how, um, to overcome these obstacles, how to, to fit in the new culture, how to integrate. And that helped me and help others, um, in finding out, you know, how to look for jobs. Uh, who to look, you know, who to associate with an organization, especially non-profit organizations helping immigrants and refugees. So do you do that? Are you continuing to do that now? Um, I do it in um, less for, a less formal way because now that I work mostly with uh, different organizations, empowering women, empowering the youth uh, all over the world, not just immigrants or just refugees. But I know those demographics especially need a lot of help. And you do um, talk about this in your book as well? or is mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I do talk about the journey, how I came to overcome the, you know, um, my immigration journey basically how I overcame the uh, integration challenges and how, you know, it was through helping others, basically, um, that helped me overcome. Uh, I talk about how job searching was a, a skill we didn't come with and it was a different way of, you know, finding a career and all those obstacles that one has to go through and Unless you go through it, it's it's hard to understand. And once you go through it, it's the best way to get through it. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. Now, what about your family? Did they come as well or do you still have family in Central Africa? I still have my extended family in Burundi as well as my husband's family. Um, basically, here I'm with my husband and uh, our three children. Uh, the rest of the family lives in Burundi, which is now going under a new threat of uh, unrest as well as we speak. So how do you handle that? Like even right now, what coping mechanisms do you use to get through this? You know, it's a, it's a constant concern on a daily basis for anyone who lives uh, abroad and whose family is in Burundi right now because we get bad news every single day. The, the current government is not protecting its citizens and there are uh, killings occurring every single day, uh, arrest of innocent people. Uh, police shooting on young people and mothers losing their children right in front of their eyes. It's just a constant struggle. And the best way I would say for me to, um, to overcome this is just taking one day at a time and uh, I'm, I'm raising awareness as we speak. I'm writing about it. I'm uh, contacting other people especially to, you know, to inform the international community because many people don't know yes, what's yes. happening in other, uh, in other parts of the world. But it's only together that we can make a difference, that we can help one another. Are you using uh, social media as well? I use social media, post articles, and I will uh, also try to um, write for news 
you know, news online, maybe newspapers. Sometimes it's not easy to publish in the the American newspapers, but uh, that that's something we all have to to do so we can raise this awareness about the the country. And what do you hope to accomplish by raising awareness? I hope that uh, the international community can step in and. Uh, uh, see what's happening in Burundi, and really, it's a it's it's a call to everybody to um, to raise awareness and, and see what are the citizens of Burundi going through, and um, the United Nations, the United States of America, and all Europe, and many people have said uh, to the current president to step aside because that's what caused the violence. But we still need that voice to really help, especially citizens, and particularly women. And I hear a lot of cases where women even were uh, um, attacked during uh, peaceful protests. Oh. Yeah. I can I can hear it in your voice, you know, that has to weigh heavy on your heart and I'm sure that my listeners are are feeling it as well and yes. I'm glad to have this opportunity to talk to you and and we will when I do your uh contact information mm-hmm. on your uh page on my website, you'll give me any updates too because that way we can keep everybody abreast of what's going on. I think that would mm-hmm. be a great idea. Yeah, and one of the things in the Seattle area, we uh the Burundian diaspora is uh, organizing ev- fundraising events so we can help those who have been injured, some uh, are still in hospitals. And uh, they need a lot of help, so um it's really up to us to to he- Step, uh, you know, stand up and help them. Now you were in Canada for a while. Are you uh, doing the same kind of um, awareness uh, campaign in Canada? Uh, yes, uh, in Canada, I'm actually going there in Toronto uh, in July. I'll be uh, doing some book signing on July 24th, and uh, that's uh, also another opportunity I want to use to to meet other people and. Uh, uh, keep doing this because you know I know the people of Burundi need us. Now you mentioned that you are a inspirational speaker as well. So tell me about that. What do you what do you share and what kind of groups do you speak at? So uh, I mostly speak to uh, women's empowerment events, and I also speak to youth, to the youth, because I know the youth needs empowerment so they can know the world they live in. And uh, it's all, it's up to us to, you know, to inspire and empower them to what the world, how the world works and uh, give them the tools and the, the life skills they need. Um, I also speak to different um, in different corporate settings, especially with leadership on multiculturalism, uh, when it comes to diversity and inclusions, um, when it comes to, you know, integrating, especially the vast, uh, the vast uh, immigrant, uh, immigrant, uh, immigrants that are seeking for work, and sometimes corporations don't know how to 
to use these skills that immigrants bring. And it's a win-win situation because they are so smart and they're so talented, but sometimes their talents really go unchecked. So I'm I'm trying to work with uh, corporations and organizations to, to bridge the gap. That is an excellent idea. Now, was was that your idea, or, or are, other, are other people doing this as well? I mean, I'm very impressed. I, I mean, that's always been how I work. I think I'm I'm always someone who sees a need, and I want to to feel that need. Very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. And let's see. There was something else I was going to ask you about that. Um, now, you had mentioned. Oh, first of all, right, the leadership advocate. Now, is this is this in in the same area that uh, when you speak to the corporations, et cetera, that you're uh, encouraging these skills, or tell us about that? Mm-hmm. Basically, leadership uh, is a, a big umbrella. You you can take it wherever you want it to go. Um, yes, it's leadership when I'm talking about uh, uh, diversity and inclusion, and it's leadership when I'm talking to youth globally. It's also leadership when I'm talking to women and how any other groups in or individuals how to evolve through adversity. Yeah. That's part of the leadership okay. movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what kind of youth groups like um, that you that you address? Yeah, um, I would say that my message has been successful mostly in the okay. college and uh, university institutions, and now I'm tackling in high schools and even middle school. Yeah, I you know they need to learn how to to live with other kids from different backgrounds, different culture. Because we hear all these stories, Carol, about bullying, about, you know, kids not really knowing what they're doing because we're not stepping up to teach them. And just because you're different Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons that you get bullied. And, of course, coming from another country, very often you are different. And so this is one of the areas that you would be addressing, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I, I like the young people because... It's something they really don't know in their I can see the thirst in their eyes to learn really? about other parts of the world and other cultures and you know how people work, you know, what makes you tick as a different That's person. right. That's right. But they they learn from each other. We all learn from other people. Now you had mentioned as well in your bio that um you teach people how to break the generational cycle of cultural patterns is that different than what we're just discussing now it depends on the setting on the topic as well um i have a vast pool of topics and when it comes to uh empowering uh especially young people or women groups or uh girls so breaking the cycle the generational cycle is something sometimes it's taboo in some cultures because you know we all know psychologists say uh, people act out from the messages they received when they were kids when they were growing up how they were raised all that affects you as an individual that's right and when it affects you in a negative pattern, 
then you want you want to stop you want to break uh that those patterns and that's what i call breaking the the cycle so you can start a new generation if you will uh of people who are empowered who are confident who who you know who don't just fall for who don't fall f- uh, from the uh, the generational curse if you will right right mm-hmm. so where did you get your courage and determination was that something that you came by f- through your family or is this because of the circumstances that you grew up in or you tell us where did you get yeah. your courage well, uh, as I share in my book, Evolving Through Adversity, um, growing up, you know, my father wasn't home. Uh, I say that I was raised by my grandparents, but when I went to live with my parents, my father had been uh, absent for a long time, and when he came back, he was some he was some sort of stranger to me because I never grew up with him. Mm-hmm. So, well. The behaviors he uh, he exposed um, kind of threw me uh, off balance because then I I didn't know what a good father is, and when I grew up, then I didn't know what a good man is. So all of that uh, kind of followed me through my adult life, and uh, when I went through my divorce, for instance. I could analyze my life through my reflection and see that many patterns came from my childhood, um, how I grew up. And then it was up to me to to stop that cycle and to really reflect on it and uh, change the things that I could change. And one of the things I changed was First of all, accept that, yes, it happened, but it doesn't have to define me today. And the other thing was forgive my father for what he, he, he missed to do in my life, for the love I um, perceived not receiving from him, so that, you know, accept him as he is. And uh, that was uh, really a lifesaver for me. That's self-acceptance. I like what you said with mm-hmm. um, to accept what happened, mm-hmm. but not to let it define who you are today. Yes. Because who we are today is a direct result of what has happened to us. That's true. And yet we can, we can uh, look at it from a negative perspective mm-hmm. or a positive perspective. Yes. And it's our attitude that gets us through. It's our attitude and taking any negative things and first mm-hmm. of all asking them for forgiveness or forgiving them just as you mm-hmm. you had said you had to forgive your father i think that's huge yeah. but also to not allow that negativity to control who you are so yes. i really appreciate that uh, you shared that mm-hmm. um now what are your passions now second well uh one of my passions is writing and uh writing not only for stories, by writing to empower others to hear through stories. And uh, that's my passion. And now that passion has become my work. What kind of stories? Uh, I usually like nonfiction stories. 
because true life happens to everyone and adversity happens to everyone, uh, but how we cope will define how well or not so well we live. And uh, I'm always sharing those kind of stories with other people, whether through speaking, whether through writing. And uh, even now I encourage young people, even in Burundi we were talking about, for what they're going through to, to share their stories, their experiences, what they're going through, because that's how we're going to heal uh, society. Is there one particular story you would like to share with us today? Uh, uh, you mean from the book or from... Whatever. Just whatever. Yeah, whatever you would like to share. Oh, my goodness. There are so many I want <laughs> to share. I, I think um, what I have had as uh, testimonies from people who read my book was uh, the way I handled myself as a child going through adversities of education um, because that was something many North Americans, for instance, don't know. And uh, um, there are a lot of stories uh, how sometimes it was through the grace of God or through the, you know, that I came through something. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Now, and your passions? So my passions is, uh, you know, I'm always sharing that, you know, you, you're working in your passion when it's work you could do for free, but it's better to be paid, right? And, uh, but when you do something you love, it doesn't feel like work. That's so right. That, that's really, that's how you know it's your passion. For me, like I was sharing, it's, it's sharing with other people. It's uh, uplifting someone, even if it's some one person, then you know you're doing what you're supposed to do uh, on, you know, during your time on earth. That's right. I totally agree. I mean, we don't have to look for the, you know, the the crowds and the huge numbers. We can share what happened with one person. We never know what that, how that's going to inspire them and what's it's, going to come of it. So absolutely. you're absolutely right. Yes. You never know whose life your your story might save. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And especially, I believe your passion that you mentioned earlier is is sharing with. Uh, Young children, or is it, uh, sorry, um, the youth, which would be, I'm assuming, high school students and beyond? Yeah, high school and beyond, yes. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, Sakon, this has been very enlightening. I definitely want to make our audience aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, my heart goes out to you, especially when you are concerned about your family. That's something that many of us cannot relate to, but we certainly can can hold you up and support and encourage you Thank to you. Um, to main, uh, maintain an attitude and um, which I know you are doing and that's excellent and to just always be confident that everything is going to turn out right and yes. good and and to keep those contacts open with your family which is excellent. On, in the show notes, I'll be putting all your uh, social media links, etc., and also along with this um, program today. Mm -hmm. And uh, anything that you would like to add to that to send our listeners as far as what is going on um, in Central Africa, in Burundi, 
uh, in particular uh, would be very beneficial, I'm sure. And I know that there are people that are would be very concerned and very interested. So share that with us as well on the website. Okay. Again, your book, Evolving Through Adversity, How to Overcome Obstacles, How to Discover Your Passion, and How to Honor Your True Self. It has been a pleasure, Sikone, having you with us today, and we hope to have a good report coming from you. Likewise, Carol. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.